It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, But real quick, guys, before we get on to our Guardian segment, I want to remind everybody that it's the 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And if you want to see your favorite golf legends play in the Collie Companies Championship July 12th through July 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club, fun, family-friendly events all week long, featuring a new fan zone experience, free attendance for kids, and concerts every single night. There's something for everyone. Learn more at CollieGolf.com. And Jay, I think you're going to be down there for this, right? I am. Yeah, I uh, I give the I hand out the tournament to the uh, the trophy to the winner every year. I'll be I'll be there um, Sunday for the final after the final round, and I'm also going to be there Wednesday at least. Um, I know that uh, I'm trying to swing some other things, but right now I want to be there Wednesday. So, uh, and Paige Sporanic, the big golf media influencer. I'm sure if you've got an Instagram account, you're into golf and you're a male, you probably follow Paige Sporanic. She's going to be there. She's playing in the uh, in the Pro-Am with Matt and uh, Dan Klepper and I believe Jimenez, which is like going to be the that's greatest the, golf foursome yeah, that, in the history of Pro-Ams. That's a squad. Um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, and I think uh, we have that Wednesday. Do we have our guest? We, we have do. our guest. All right, great. Uh, it, it, Zach, I hope I get this right. Is it Frangillo? Is that how you say it? Frangillo. Frangillo. All right, awesome. Okay, so here's how I'm going to start. I'm going to fanboy out for a minute, okay? I've known about you okay. guys since the very beginning. I saw the HBO Real Sports feature on you guys. I think what you're doing is revolutionizing sports because you're making it fun in a different kind of way. It's not necessarily about the outcome. Yeah. Am I right when I say it's the Harlem Globetrotters meets baseball? So I, I would say yes and no. Um, yes, I would say we get that a lot. I would say we get that all the time. Um, and, and it's great, and it's an awesome compliment. And the reason being is the Harlem Globetrotters revolutionized basketball when they first began uh, or when they first became a team. Um, they were selling out Madison Square Garden. The NBA was asking them to come to their games and play before the NBA games just to get butts and seats. Um, but the one thing that they did um, or lack thereof and didn't do was they never changed. They never became anything new. Um, and their games were always scripted. You know, every single time the, the Globetrotters would win, besides one game in the Washington Generals history where they won one game on accident, <laughs> our games are entirely competitive, and I can't script hitting a fastball. As, as much as I wish I could script hitting a fastball, I just can't. Um, it would make my life a whole heck of a lot easier if I could. <laughs> um, but no, our games are incredibly competitive. Both teams are here to win, and they want to win. Um, and, and then we just add the show on and the, the, that side of things uh, to make it a great fan experience as well. It's so much fun. Man, that's it really crazy. Is. Zach, how do you guys come up with some of the stunts? Is it something – I know you're the 
director or creator director for the band? Is it something you work on with the players? Do the yep. players come to you with ideas? Yep. Is this all just from your mastermind brain? <laughs> How do these stunts come from an idea in someone's brain to fruition on the mm -hmm. field? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So um, ideas are everything for us. So there's nobody in our organization <laughs> from top down that is, uh, is not allowed to give an idea. Um, we do have what's called our OTT group, which is myself, director of entertainment, um, our director of marketing, Carrot Heater, our uh, marketing coordinator, uh, Savannah Alanese, and then our owner, Jesse Cole, and Yvonne Trezak, our director of creative content. We all come together and we have what are called buckets. And our buckets are, um, you know, different categories. Oh, no. Hold that he, thought, Zach. He did text me that he got back to the ballpark and just got internet back, which is why he was running late. So oh, give, okay. Give it I a second. It'll lost. kick back in. Oh, it will kick back in. Well, they're, Hopefully. they're actually in Indianapolis right now, and they postponed the game last night cause because there was no the power downtown. No, oh, I thought because of the air quality. Well, maybe, but they, I, I was going through their Twitter this morning, and I believe they had no – give me one sec. I don't, don't want to get Because a lot of games – I know uh, some of the area games um, – outside and were canceled because yeah of the there was no power in the stadium or in wow. downtown indy last night interesting there is okay right, Zach, am i back yes right, yeah I'm you're back. back all right yes so yesterday we actually had to uh cancel our game we lost all power in in the city of indianapolis wow. it was crazy um, nuts so was it we weather had, related uh, it was weather related yep and then we wow. just got power back uh, a little bit ago and then we just got our internet back a little bit ago so we're good to go for tonight which is good um obviously we're still working out some of the kinks but anyway back to back to the ideas um, we have what are called buckets and the buckets are anything from, you know, lip syncing or um, uh, using props. And then we come with just a bunch of ideas. And those ideas are over the top ideas, which is where OTT comes from. And we just create these moments that are super unique and special. And then from there, uh, it comes to my, my side of things and how do we execute it. And then that goes to Yvonne, who's our director of creative content. How are we going to capture this? And then that goes to our director of marketing on how are we going to share this with our fans? Which fan base should this go to? You know, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter are all very different people that are, are following us. So which market is going to enjoy this content the best? And that's how we kind of create these ideas and keep our, our ideas flowing. How so do, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, how, how do you guys recruit? players like I mean uh, it, yeah it, do you you obviously have to be able to bat you have to be able to throw the ball you have to mm -hmm. be able to catch you have to be able to do those mm -hmm. things but obviously it would help if you know how to dance sing rap <laughs> uh, look decent yeah. dance and make a fool of yourself how do you guys <laughs> like really go about recruiting like that's kind of hard yeah no you, you nailed it the one thing that we always said is that this thing doesn't work if the baseball isn't incredible um i was i was fortunate enough to you know we've played against the mlb paa which is the players alumni association um so we're playing against former big league talent and the one thing that they continued to say was that the baseball is so good um you know they weren't expecting us to be that great and then we come out there and dust them it's 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 pretty cool uh, and it's and it's exciting for us, but the baseball has to be good. And then when it comes to recruiting players, um, the big thing is is that we're looking for someone that's called an our kind of guy. Tyler Gillum, our head coach, has talked about this from the beginning. We're not looking for the best baseball player in the world. We're not looking for just a, another dancer. We have to look for someone that is going to have both of those. And then also, the name of our company is Fans First Entertainment. So someone that is going to embody that fans first mentality and the ability to truly make any moment special for our fans and create an experience for our fans that is unlike any other. Um, and so that, that comes with tryouts. That comes with 
uh, rehearsals and trying new people in different spots and seeing the best way and the best people for, for our show. Now, are most of these guys uh, college bas- uh, college baseball players, minor league players? What's what's yep. the, the average background? Yeah, so I would say a majority of them are uh, former professional independent ball players. Right. Um, a lot of our guys also came from our collegiate league. Uh, if you knew, uh, before we started Banana Ball and before we started touring, we were part of the Coastal Plain League, which is uh, very similar to the Cape, if you're familiar with college oh, baseball. Yeah. Um, right. So just a summer league. Um, and then that grew, and then those guys, a couple of those guys continued on with us um, into their professional careers and, and stayed with us. Um, but then we also have former major league talent. You know, we have Bill, the Spaceman League, 76 years old, who's still <laughs> towing the slab for us and throwing for us. So um, it, it comes from a wide range of, of baseball talent. That might be the most perfect uh, marriage in sports history, Spaceman Lee and the Savannah Bananas. So you're Correct. not in a, you're not in a league, and you, you're called the Savannah mm-hmm. Bananas – so tell our viewers where, like, do you play the majority of your games in Savannah? I know you're on this tour across the country yeah. that has been wildly successful. In fact, you're coming to Akron, and both games have been sold out forever, much to my dismay, because I wanted to go and see you. And maybe if I can't go and watch, I'll let you know that I'm a former independent league minor leaguer. I pitch. I still play. <laughs> I'll get out there and throw the pill. I'll swing the bat. If you need an extra player for the Akron games, either one of them, I'm your dude. I'm your guy. I'll make sure to get you in contact with our coaches. Uh, I wish if I could recruit players, we'd have a lot more social media influencers. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, when, I, yeah, mean um, when it- I, I, I should tell you, too, when I played in the independent league, it was during my years at ESPN. And mm-hmm. – um, the the St. Paul Saints, which were kind of a like a like they're maybe one of the forefathers into what you're doing, but I mean they obviously were professional baseball players that were signed to contracts, but they made the show fun. I mean that's what it was all about going yeah. to a Saints game, and they found out that I was still pitching, so they they signed me, and I actually pitched a couple of games for them, and then I pitched for um, for nice. a team in Long Beach in the in the California League of the Golden League um, after that, but. Um, I, I think the level of baseball, at least from what I've been able to tell from these clips, mm-hmm. these guys can ball. They're not, you know, they're ball players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, absolutely. You know, again, it, this doesn't work if the baseball isn't good. You know, it takes a real level of talent for someone to, you know, make a routine play, let alone do it and make a backflip catch, you know, or <laughs> do a catch behind the back. Like that's uh, things that are happening. Like this catch right there that you're seeing right there is just a behind the back. And that's just like, a normal thing for these guys, which is, you know, they don't practice like every other team. We're not any other team. So why would we practice like every other team? So, (laughs) you know, when it comes to it, these guys are practicing their trick plays. We have a stat where it's trick plays per game. And then the trick play leader, Ryan Cox is our shortstop. He's one of the most insane shortstops and things that I've seen him do with a glove and, and a routine play is unbelievable between the legs behind the back, you know, it's it's unbelievable what some of these guys can do and and that comes with you know the level of talent that they have naturally moving into banana ball you're selling out games everywhere aren't you yeah we are completely sold out for for this season we have a waiting list up of over 750,000 people for Good next for you, year's man. tour Good um, for you guys. yeah we're, that's we're, inc- that's we're awesome. very proud is yeah that- we're really proud of of what this is and what it's become and yeah Zach, I got I got two questions for you, real quick. Jeez. Kind of quick hitters. Okay. You guys mm-hmm. have you know former minor leaguers, former pro guys. If you could take one player currently playing in Major League Baseball, 
to give him a tryout for the bananas. Who do you think in the majors would make a good banana? Uh, I got two answers for you. Okay. Uh, actually, I have three. So first off, Zach Granke, just because I want to let him loose on his on his whatever he is. <laughs> um, uh, a former major leaguer, Brock Holt, is I think yep. he embodies what fans first is. Um, and then there's one other. He pitches uh, Brandon Phillips. Okay. Uh, yeah, just I think those guys embody what it means to be uh, fans first, and they understand what it means to be a fans first player. And then they also have are always having fun. Like you never saw Brock Holt without a smile on his face when he was on the ball field. And I think that those guys would translate into uh, banana ballers pretty well. And secondly, I'm the ideas guy here for UCSS. My guys in the back yeah. they tell me some are good. They tell me, hey, these are terrible. And we just never bring it to air. So I'm curious, as, as the ideas guy for the bananas, what's an idea that never came to fruition that you might be able to share with us that uh, just got kind of left on the scrap heap? Because some of the ones y'all pulled off oh, man. are unbelievable. So I got to imagine some of the ones that didn't make it yeah. that top level are pretty chaotic and crazy in a good way, too. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I, I – I get asked this question a lot, and it always changes because there's some ideas that are more fresh in my mind. Um but the idea of still having someone skydive in like our starting lineup skydive into their positions is still on the <laughs> top of crazy. my list. Uh, I'll do that. I haven't gotten the, the green. He, he's yeah. not See, lying. I, I've gotten the green I've gotten the green light from our entire team and now I'm just waiting for the green light from everybody else. I'm like, hey, guys, we're good to go. Let's do it. I yeah, have a legal, company legal that wants might to have do a problem. Like, we're ready to do it. <laughs> yeah, they're not too thrilled. They're not too thrilled. But I, I'm awesome. I'm convinced that that'll happen. That'll what's happen. What's the um what's the biggest stadium that you've filled? What's your biggest crowd, single crowd so far? It'll actually be tonight. It was supposed to be last night, but it'll now be tonight, uh here in India with uh twelve thousand. Wow, that's incredible. I believe I believe we have fourteen thousand tickets out for tonight. How alone. many games have you played this year? Uh, this is game fifty three of ninety. Wow! That's so playing you, ninety you games. Yeah. Probably you're probably outdrawing. Yeah. You're definitely outdrawing the Oakland A's. Hell, <laughs> I mean you may be you, you may be outdrawing the Guardians. My, my I better big. not make fun of the A's. No. Um, but <laughs> you're, Zach, you're clearly on to something. Um, thanks for, as a, as a baseball purist, a guy who's played it my entire life and take the game very seriously. I, when I first heard of this, I thought, oh God, don't, don't gimmick up the game. You have improved yeah. the game. You've made it fun. I love your umpires, by the way. Where do you get these dancing umpires from? <laughs> so it's the same one. I found him on Ellen. Actually, it's really funny. I literally <laughs> typed into Google. I typed into Google dancing umpire and then an Ellen clip came up and I said, yeah, I got to find that guy. And then it took a quick Facebook search of his name and he's pretty, uh, pretty recognizable with his beard and being short and, and, and who he is. So he was pretty easy to find. We had a call with him. Jesse and I had a call with him and <laughs> it was a, it was a no brainer fit. <laughs> is he, does he, um, every he's game? amazing. Does he travel with you guys? Is he, he does. Part of the, okay. Yep, he travels full time. Yep. He travels full time. And no, no. I, I want to actually get back to something that you said about, you know, being a baseball traditionalist and a purist. Yeah. Um, I, I'm the same way. I was, I'm a traditionalist. I love the game of baseball. I grew up playing it. I played in college. Um, like it was very, it's a very big part of my life. But the one thing that I've learned with this whole process and, and being here is that they don't have to be, they don't have to be the same thing, right? Sure. You don't have to have one or the other. You can have both. They can be coexisting. Um, you know, banana ball and baseball, 
don't have to it doesn't have to be one or the other which is really unique and i, I think I people get that. hung up on like which one's better like yeah. which one's better it doesn't need to be which one's better no, it's I, I this is for a different crowd and and the thing of it is and this is what reminded me of it as i was seeing all these clips i just remember thinking i see clips on my feed all day long and some of them are you know jose yeah. ramirez slide into home plate which is a, you know, a supremely athletic and gifted player making an unbelievable play in a crazy moment. And I can appreciate that, but I don't open that clip and laugh hysterically. When I open the right. banana clips, I'm still able to appreciate the baseball and the skill, but I'm laughing every time I open your clip. I also host a five o'clock show at NBC here in Cleveland, and I work you guys into that show all the time. I'm always seeing clips on social media. And now my producer is a fan. My executive producer is a fan. My executive producer somehow got tickets. So she's going to one of the games <laughs> in Akron. My producer and I are like, how did you get tickets? And we don't have tickets. But we're all fans now. And by the way, they're both women who aren't baseball fans. And that's the beauty right. of this. You're using yeah. baseball as the conduit, but you're bringing mm -hmm. fans from outside of the traditional baseball circle. Yeah. into the sport and no one can be upset about that yeah no we we pride ourselves on that alone one of the best compliments i ever got was uh was from a fan that just said you guys had something for literally everybody um this was after a savannah game and you know we travel with the majority of our cast but not all the time but we had our banana splits which is a dance group of that is comprised from eight to 11 year olds and then we had our banana nanas who are a dance group from our uh that are 65 and up so like from from every age range, you you know, your your little sister can come and have fun at the game, and they can find a character to latch onto. We have a yeah. bananas princess. We have our bananas pet band. Like there is something at our games for everybody, and that's one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. It's really a study in successful marketing. I think that's the true story here. Anthony, our yeah. producer today, has a question for you. Anthony, what do you got? Exactly. So enough about baseball. Let's get into the real nitty-gritty. Yeah. You used to work for the Knights, and I'm a huge Golden Knights fan. <laughs> what what was your favorite moment? What was your favorite moment from working with them? And then how excited were you that they won this year? Yeah, I was I was ecstatic when they won. It was it was a pretty cool moment. And they actually uh, someone from the organization, I won't name names, but someone from the organization actually sent me a uh, one of the uh, hats and shirts that they got on the nice. ice uh, that, that night, which was pretty cool just to know that it made it a little bit of an impact. Um, I would say my favorite moment. So um, the, the Vegas Golden Knights have the pregame show every night where the bad guy comes out and faces the night uh, every single night. Um, and I was actually the bad guy for the first four years of that organization, uh, <laughs> meaning that I got to be a part of the Stanley Cup finals year one. And, um, I was the uh, the bad guy in the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, the guy that came down from the ceiling uh, and got to face the night for that, and then all of the games leading up to that, you know, the Western Conference where a guy went up to the ceiling. That was me. And so I would say, you know, hanging there, dangling, lifeless uh, on, a, on a cable uh, in a Stanley Cup Final game, hearing 18-plus thousand people boo you was probably one of my favorite <laughs> moments of, so of, awesome. of my time there. That's yeah. pretty cool. And that, that first year in general was was that first year in general was I mean, it, it was a Disney movie basically, uh, and we got to live it every day, which was pretty special. Well, I love how the plan was. I think the plan was 
to make the cup finals in a couple of years and then to win it in like yep. six, maybe make the make the playoffs in three and win it in six or whatever. Correct. Whatever the plan playoffs was. in three, cup in six. And and it ends up uh, you know, finals in one, um, champions in five. It is it's it's a model organization yeah. for how you should start a sports team in a city. Zach, yep. thanks a lot. Um, if you need a, a soft-throwing righty that's got a, an array of pitches, uh, I'll throw anything at any point in the count uh, and can still put the bat on the ball, you let me know. I'll be there in about five minutes' notice. So, I'm here. <laughs> you got to do it. I'll make guy. sure to bring it up to our coaches. Let them know, <laughs> awesome. baby. Let them know. Tell them to Google my uh, my baseball reference page. <laughs> pretty you damn impressive. <laughs> it's pretty damn impressive. All right, thanks, Zach. Great, Zach, man. Zach, we appreciate you, man. Thanks, appreciate guys. It. Thanks a lot. Uh, Talk soon, guys. Bye. It is, it is a major success story for marketing. I'm pissed off I can't go now. Yeah, I'm genuinely listen, upset that I can't go. It's an event. Yeah. I mean, they sold out both nights in Akron. Yeah. And they've been sold out for months. We tried to get tickets three months ago, I'm saying. And, and I, said, I, I told our uh, executive producer, I said, let's do a, a group trip. You know, a bunch of us from work will go. We'll get tickets. She says, yeah, it's a great idea. She went on the website. She's like, it's showing that both games are sold out. Is that possible? And I'm like, no, that's got to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's not a mistake. I, I, I'm a, I really want to go. I want to really see them play go. bigger venues. Yeah. So right now they're playing triple, double A, triple A stadiums, which tend to be in the twelve to fifteen thousand range. I want to see them play major league stadiums. I'm sure major league baseball won't let that happen. But um, there are venues that are bigger than twelve and fifteen thousand that, that could hold them. Hell, go out to where the College World Series is played. Omaha, play there. Place. I mean, yeah. I, you know what? You know what would be smart is if Major League Baseball they got minor league teams. They should get a minor league team like this. It's fun, man. and then get it, and, and you could play it in the stadiums, and then you know do something in the seventh inning or something, and bring them out and do something really quickly. Because I think this is this is another wave of different ways oh, you I can like spread that. the game. Like seventh inning stretch. stretch and then uh, you get deep. Like the Cavs at yeah. halftime, they yeah. have a little show. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really hard because you only have two minutes. You got two minutes. But well, I, I'm sure Major League Baseball could work with them. Can you work with us a little bit? I mean, they're crazy the, if they don't figure out a way to tap into it because it's wildly successful. Because I watch this. There's probably people that are a fan of that baseball that are not watching his traditional co- baseball co-workers. games. Oh, no, a, a ton of their fans. So They're very popular with women, and a lot of their fan base don't consider themselves diehard baseball fans. But the other thing we didn't get to touch on in, in this interview but was talked about in the real sports piece, the games have a time limit. Mm. I believe it's 90 minutes or, or two, two hours. hours. I think it's two hours. So it's, it's at two hours, the game's over. It's like soccer. It starts yeah, at seven it o'clock. And, it ends and at how many o'clock. innings can you play? And at nine o'clock, who's who's on top? And that's then the game's decided. And I think that's good because obviously Major League Baseball has made a huge effort to cut the time of their yep. games. Yep. You want to know that your entertainment block is going to be a, a defined yeah. period of time. You can't go if like these extra inning games that go four hours. Yeah. It's, it's not conducive to uh, to family entertainment. But can we uh, indulge some pain on ourselves real quick? Sure. We have to talk about the Guardians' loss last night. Before we, before we talk about that, though, yeah. let's let's make a happy moment. Let's give away some tickets. Oh, sure. Uh, Typing you're Guardians. You're going to go up to go down, Anthony. You're killing us. Yeah, fourth person to type Guardians into the chat is going to get our second hour giveaway for right. four tickets for the USFL. I'll be looking at the chat. Fourth person, and I'll message Boom. you guys, and then we can get in the Guardian. Boom. Okay. Um, can I yeah, start real quick? It was tough, man. They've it had was, some bad losses this season. They have. I don't want to say this is the worst loss. It was, a, it was among it, them. I think it, to me, might be the most painful. And I'm going to tell you this yeah. because of a couple of reasons. One, 
They had just taken over first place. Yeah. They were a game away from being 500. This elusive 500, which a team should never crave to be 500 this late in the season, but they are one game back. You got the best closer in baseball. Trevor Steffen's supposed to be an elite eighth inning setup Set guy. Up, man. You're playing the Kansas City freaking Royals. And the thing you left Jose out. Jose Ramirez steals home. That, that right there was and like. And we somehow, and I say we, we somehow, there is no, it, I don't really have words because one game doesn't really make a huge difference in the totality of a situation. The season, 162, it's one game. I get it. This one felt like a gut punch. It it's the Royals. You were going in for the sweep. You were going in off a great Bieber start. Six innings, one hit, uh, eight striker, two hits, eight strikeouts, whatever it was. Bieber I don't, was phenomenal. I still don't know why he only threw 81 pitches. He only threw 81 pitches. He could have gone another. And then Stefan and Klasse, the two guys who you rely on the most in the bullpen, each individually screwed you over with a chance to go. To fight. It, it's just like a giant too. gut, just a giant gut. Punch. The Stefan thing, uh, I, I, I was furious at him because with the score two to one and a runner at first, he's not even holding the runner. He doesn't even look at him. Mm-mm. Yeah. And the runner gets a great jump and swipes second base. And then on a bloop, light hitting, <laughs> it just all drop single to center. <laughs> all the little he things scores. Added up. Yeah. And <laughs> at the time he, even before the base was stolen, I was watching with one of our digital producers upstairs, and I said he's not paying attention to the runner. This guy's going to steal second and score the tying run, and it's it's out of negligence. On the very next pitch, he goes, mm-hmm. he swipes the bag, base bloop, hit bloop. to center, game tied. That never should have happened. No. And then what really had me upset is I know it's look it's still two out of three. Yeah. It's you know the Royals get paid too. They're not a great team, but they 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 have got they've got players over there too. But what really drove me nuts was Jose Ramirez clearly starting at second base took the game into his own hands. He knew the situation. Chapman's throwing seeds. Guy still throws one hundred two. He knew that they weren't going to be able to get a hit, so he's in position now at third base to score the winning run. They had a lefty up because I thought about, man, if anybody would do it, it would be Jose, uh, uh, Jose. But I didn't think he was going to do it because there was a left-handed hitter up who, and the pitcher throws 102. So he, it might be one of the most improbable steals of home you'll I'll, ever see. I'll give you that. Because 100%. the righty blocks the view of Perez. The catcher saw plainly out of his peripheral vision. Here comes Jose. So he knew to come out and come to get him. And Ramirez had thought about that in advance and made a Jackie Robinson type slide. In and Sal was a veteran and, catcher. And, and when you one so, of the best. So who makes that decision? I, I think he might have discussed it with the third base coach. I doubt he would do it on his own. Some players have the green light. Imagine Jose is one of them because he's such a great runner. Aside from being, you know, yeah. having decent speed. He's a better runner than he is fast. And he might be a guy that has the green light. So I didn't listen to the post game because I was on the air from five to six. I don't know if he had permission, but it was just a brilliant call. Whoever made it. And and now also you have to take into account who's at the plate, the likelihood of them getting a hit. Right. And it wasn't good. So they just said, you know what? What the hell? Roll the dice. Take a shot. And you saw the slide. Can we show that play again? The slide was one of the best slides yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life, considering the situation. He's stealing home on a guy that throws 102 with a left-handed guy at the plate 
and he immediately knew he yeah. never got touched. Oh, uh, yeah, nah, nah, go ahead, re rewind that. Yeah, he touched me, yep. I, like, see, this is, yeah, he was nowhere Unbelievable close. Unbelievable angle nowhere close right there, him. by the way. And by the way, like, the ball has to, he's throwing 100 miles an hour. That ball was there in, like, yeah. a blink of an eye. Like, so. It, without so, question. So, Jose Ramirez has to be at least three quarters of the way. Yes. And he, and he slid from East Lancaster, bro. He slid. No, he slid. It's, it's, well, it's he, just, he had a giant lead, too. Just like uh, Stefan, or Stefan wasn't holding the runner at first. Right. Chapman essentially forgot. I mean, look how far no, he is before. He's a lefty, too, yeah. so his back is to him. And But give Jose credit. In previous pitches, he had picked up that, oh, he's not even looking over. Yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't a slight on Jose. I'm, yeah, I'm just right. saying he was right, able to get right. a giant jump. That's how he beats a 102-mile-an-hour fastball to the plate. I mean, look where he is. And his move is not quick. He's no, got he's, big leg oh, he's always had this delayed hold with yeah. his with his kick leg where he brings it up and he almost pauses. You see a lot of Asian pitchers do that. Mm -hmm. He holds in that position and and I'm sure Ramirez was doing the math while he was on third for the first pitch saying, I can do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I can get there. And, and the fact was, they blew that, that's why it's it, That's why I was so hot. It was just it, it the I went from being up yeah. here. To down here. And it's just, it was the culmination of little things. Not holding the base runner. Yeah. The softest of soft blue pits. Even the game-winning hit that scored yeah. uh, the, the of, winning of run. It was, it was just a little bloop down yeah, the left field line. Just, and it, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried just about Klasse. I'm worried about Stefan. He's had some bad outings. Yeah. And, you know, they paid him handsomely in the offseason. I still like the deal. But it seems like here in the last couple of weeks, he's hit a few rough patches. He, I, I want to say he walked one of the hitters, um, which you just can't do in a situation like that. He didn't, oh no, he hit a guy. He hit a batter. He just, uh, he recorded a very long out on a deep fly ball. He just didn't look great. Um, you put it behind you, you've got very little time because they play an afternoon game today at Wrigley. So I know it wasn't a long trip. They were probably there by 5, 6 o'clock, or no, the game didn't end until after 5. So they probably were in Chicago by 8 o'clock, got a good night's rest. Day game today, night game, I believe, tomorrow, and then a day game on Sunday. And then the it gets really tough because you've got the absolutely white-hot Atlanta Braves for a series over the 4th of July holiday. And then they get Kansas City home. One good thing that I think sets up well for the Guardians as we look forward to the initial question, will they be in first place at the All-Star break? They will. They're, yeah. st they're still the best team in the division. The Twins are starting to regress. Um, I, so I think they will be in first place solidly by a game or two at least by the All-Star break. Um, and something to keep in mind, they hadn't played the Royals at all, all season, until this series. They have nine more games against the Royals second worst team in baseball so yeah. I think that really works into their favor they got a lot with Detroit a lot with Chicago to go so I I think they're going to win the division they're not going to be maybe 85 90 wins yeah I mean, like I'm, I'm still with you I, we talked about it yesterday I don't think it's a World Series roster I don't no. think this is a deep playoff run in them but they're the best team in the AL Central and I was optimistic yeah. we I brought up the numbers yesterday so they had that big 14 run outing two days ago yeah in, that was the sixth time this season they had scored 10 or more runs. Right. In the five games after, before yesterday. We were talking about that. Late in eight. No, they had averaged five runs per oh, game. Oh, really? Which is I actually thought... above you know, mm -hmm. their season average by yeah. a pretty big margin. It was 4.8 to be exact. But they come out the next day and just, to me, this was a chance to, like, 
just grab onto something. A sweep, right. 500, first place in the division by yourself, and it just felt like a missed opportunity. Is this game yeah. going to come back to home? I mean, they're still later? in first place. They're tied with They're tied, the but just, this was a solidifying moment. Yeah. There could have been a solidifying moment. Right. Like I said, a sweep. A great pitching performance by Bieber. Even if it goes to extra innings, you have that play from Jose where if this team were to go on some sort of big run, we'd go back. Hey, what was the moment that changed the season? Jose slide. It's something you could yeah. pinpoint, and it just slipped away. And that's why I was so frustrated yesterday afternoon watching this because it was. I mean, Bieber was electric, and he only threw 80-something pitches. It felt know, weird it took I'm, him out I'm early. I'm wondering if they're not, like, they're not trying to keeping the miles them. off yeah. of his tires because oh, yeah. they're getting ready oh, yeah. to move him. Was this the last time we're going to see Shane Bieber? I don't know. He's been checkerboarding his starts. A really good one. A not-so-good one. A really, really good yeah. one. A not-so-good one. And I'm wondering if the Gardens have seen, Guardians have seen that pattern and they're thinking, let's get him out of there while he's still got a great start and yeah, let's move him before his next start. So, I, I, you know, I, I, I was theorizing that that could have been his last start as a Guardian yesterday. I hope it wasn't. That's, so, that's so unceremoniously. Like, that's just kind of <laughs> right. Like, you just, like, don't know when you're done. Like, he's just – it's crazy. Yeah, I know yeah. we got Skip Holtz in one sec, but real, real quick, baseball-related. Yeah. Do you know what Shohei Otani's done the last 30 days? Oh, well, man. I saw his game the other day. He had a pair of home runs and also struck struck out 10. Let me ask something. you, and I, I don't know the answer. I put this on Twitter this morning. Is this the best month in the history of baseball? Look, he's he is breaking every kind of standard. I know, well, let me just – let me give you the numbers. Because, yes. And, I mean, at the plate – in the last 30 days, in this is all of or May 31st to so June. today, so all of June. He's batting 400, 16 home runs, 32 RBIs. He hit 16 home runs in a month? This month has a 1.473 OPS. So, yeah, it clearly is. And then pitching-wise, he has a 2-2 two and two record, a 3.26 ERA. He had one bad start against Houston. That yeah, that, that. If, if you take that totally out, his inflated, numbers were yeah. ridiculous. 37 strikeouts in 30 innings. That's yeah, crazy. he's uh, that I, has to be the best I month in the this, history of baseball, right? I said this after the last out of the World Baseball Classic, where he struck out his Angels teammate Mike Trout yeah. to to win the championship. I said at the time, and I didn't want it to sound like it was hyperbolic or prisoner of the moment, but I came in the next day and I said he is the greatest baseball player ever. Yeah, I stand by that. What he's doing is proving it because he's at he's. He is an all-star pitcher, and he's an all-star hitter, all wrapped into one. He's going to break the bank with his new contract. It's going to be the biggest contract in professional team sports history in America. And soccer, obviously, yeah. there's bigger deals in Europe. But I'm, I, he's going to break the bank. It's going to be massive. And you know why, why I'm excited about it is because it, it, it now forces people to understand and to have a different way of thinking about baseball. Nowadays, kids coming up that may want to switch it, kids coming up that want to pitch and want to continue to bat that right. are pretty good. I'm seeing more even in college World Series. The sure. kid from Florida, yeah. right? He, they're saying he's a guy that can hit the baseball. But your, your pitchers in, in high school are usually the best the hitters. The best hitters. Team yeah. too. They're your center fielders, they're your shortstops, and the pitchers. Yep, that's like, it. They steal the most bases, hit the most home runs. Now, maybe if we can get guys that are interested in batting, you can get people that can be like a Shoei, right, right. Otani, because you now you're now putting it back in that it is possible after so many years of people saying, no, you're either yeah. going to pitch or you're going to hit. And sadly, he plays on the West Coast, so the East Coast doesn't get to see him all the time. Uh, and whether you like it or not, he's not English speaking. He's mm -hmm. not someone that can be a marketing superstar. Imagine if this was Frankie Lindor. Yeah. 
and Frankie could pitch like that and could hit like 16 home runs in a month. Yeah. That extrapolates out to 80 home runs for the year. I don't think the Guardians hit 16 home runs. I don't. I didn't look that up. I, Probably I don't not. Think they hit Probably not. Anthony, okay, we got to read. Uh, enough, enough yeah, on the before Guardians. we get into our Skip Holtz interview here, I want to remind everybody that it's the 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And if you want to see all your favorite golf legends play in the Collie Companies Championship July 12th through July 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club, fun, family-friendly events all week long featuring a new fan zone experience, Free attendance for kids and concerts every single night. There's something for everyone. You can learn more at collegegolf.com. Without further ado, the coach of USFL's Birmingham team, Skip Holtz. Not just the coach, but the coach of the defending champions and the coach of the one of the two teams that is uh, going for the USFL title again this year. Skip, uh, welcome back to the program. We had a lot of fun with you when you joined us in studio last year. It was a great deal of fun. Here you are again trying to make it two yeah. for two. You're you're, you're ruining it for all these other coaches. Well, the only disappointment I have is we don't get to do this live. That was maybe the best part of my week. Was I having know. the opportunity to come in there in studio and hang out with you guys. And I, I told you then, I said, I want an application on how you get on this. This is uh, what you guys do on a day-to-day basis. I absolutely love it. But yeah, thank you're, you. you're talking about the Guardians, and I'm still in the boat of, I don't know the Guardians, but I love the Indians. But yeah, I, I know. Still- <laughs> There are many with you here within the uh, Cleveland and Northeast Ohio area. I still find myself sometimes calling them the Indians, and I talk about them on TV and here on the show every day. Uh, yeah. How do you like your chances, Skip, for, for, for you know, two in a row? You got to go play the game. I mean, it's still a football game, and you, you get what you earn. That's what we always talk about. And when we, we were fortunate enough to win it all last year, to go 9-1, and one, uh, we came back this year and talked about how hard it is to repeat. And we weren't trying to defend anything. We were trying to earn something. This is a new football team. There's about uh, 60% of the faces are new on this team. And uh, that's what we've, the, kind of the motto that we've had all year. We, we're going to get what we earn. Uh, we got to go out and find a way to go 1-0. and This is one more week. We're 9-2 and right now. Uh, I think this football team has really put together a, a good season right now. But this will certainly be the cherry that caps it off as everybody remembers who the champion is. But nobody, regardless of records, remembers who the runner-up is. Boy, uh, what we got to do is find a way to go win one football game. It ought to be a great environment. Uh, Pittsburgh is playing really well right now. Uh, I think they're doing some really good things. They have the number one defense in our league. And as everybody knows, and the, the, the cliche and the saying goes, offense wins games, defense wins championships. And we know we're going to face a really good defensive football team tomorrow night. You know, Coach Holtz, you know, I, I was talking with the panel earlier, and I said, you know, one of the things the USFL – and any league, you know, wants is, is guys that can make it to the next level and guys that you can promote to go to the next level um, yep. because it helps the league grow. Uh, if there's one or two guys on your team right now that you would say, uh, if you had to make a, uh, you know, a pitch for uh, that deserve to be at the next level or deserve to have a shot, um, could you shed some light on those players and, and, and what they bring to the table and why you feel like they can play at the next level? Well, I am going to start with I'm going to start with our quarterback Alex Magoo and what he's done. He was uh, he was drafted. He was in the NFL for a couple of years and uh, then ended up back here in the USFL. He's had a phenomenal year uh, statistically with numbers. He scored 25 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's putting up gaudy numbers. He's bought, got both. He's got a really good 
arm. He's seeing the field really well, throwing the ball really accurately, but he's making things happen with his feet as well. I think he's certainly a guy that can find himself in a camp. Uh, I think Jay Sternberger, who was with Green Bay for a while and then in this league, uh, is a guy that's having a really productive year. Again, scored, I think he's got seven receiving touchdowns as a tight end, doing a really nice job. Davion Davis, I mean, there's last year we had 12 guys off our roster uh, make it into an NFL camp. And I would think that it's going to be very similar this year. We've got a, a really talented roster, but I think those three on offense for sure. I like uh, Dante Tillman on the defensive side of the ball is having a really productive year. Uh, I think some guys are playing really well for us. And so it's going to be interesting to see, but I certainly think a handful of them are going to have the opportunity to continue playing Garrett. Coach, I knew you had Jay Sternberg. I didn't realize you had Davion Davis, too. I covered both those guys back in college, Sternberg at A&M and Davion at uh, Sam Houston State. So I'm not going to lie, my allegiance was with Boogie Roberts, who's a weekly guest on the show <laughs> here. But now that you got two of my guys, too, I, <laughs> I kind of have a split allegiance here, Coach. Mike, we could have, I could be on this every week as well. You know, I mean, again, I, I mean, there's nothing, believe me, I did not turn you down. I want to go on record as saying that. I did not turn you down to be a weekly guest. Uh, but no, both Davion Davis and, I mean, Davion's had a phenomenal year, had a great week last week, had a uh, couple touchdown type of day. He's been a 100-yard receiver a game almost, uh, really doing some good things for us, playing well. But him and Jace, I think, are both very, very talented players, and we're fortunate to have them. Skip, as you know, I'm just a huge, huge fan of your father. I'm blessed to be able to say that we were co-workers for so many years at ESPN. Yep. One of my favorite things about Pops, and I loved everything about him, was how they could be getting ready to play Akron in week two of the season. And your dad would come to the podium in South Bend and he'd say, hey, now listen, hey, Akron, they've got the number one punt returner in all of college football. <laughs> and, and, you know, you sleep on Akron and they're going to get you. I yep. can only imagine what you're telling your team because when you look at Vegas and you look at the line, you guys are huge favorites. How are you working some of your dad's magic? I hope you like what I did there. And yes, telling, I did. I got and, that. Because <laughs> your dad was a gr is a great magician. How, what are you telling your team to make sure that they're not reading the clippings and they're not looking at the line and they're not hearing everybody say that they're going to win this game easily? Well, I think it's... It's like uh, everybody wants to look at the numbers. We're nine and two right now, and they're five and six. But it's easy to pull out what just happened in the XFL when you have the four and six team, you know, and everybody said they can't win it. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Three teams from the other division should have been in it, and then they run the table and win the championship. Uh, you look at the first time that we played Pittsburgh. Uh, we won the game 24 to 20, but offensively, we had scored a touchdown really with no time on the clock right before half to make it 10-9. Uh, this was a game we had returned a touchdown for a kickoff for a touchdown, and we ended up winning 24-20. So I don't think it's going to take much. I mean, when you look at where they are statistically, you look at them defensively, and they've got all the numbers. I mean, they are number one or number two in every statistical category when you look at them defensively. I don't think this has been a hard one to sell. Uh, turn off the noise. We call it the circus and the noise going on on the outside. Let's just sure make, we make sure we stay focused and put our best foot forward. But uh, we've got plenty to sell with how good this football team is and the kind of the two-headed monster they have at quarterback. He can run. He can throw. And they've won three in a row. So uh, there's an awful lot riding on this game, and anything can happen. we just got to make sure we play – we show up and put our best foot forward. Number one offense versus number one defense. You know, they back in the day, they said defense wins championships. Now they say you got to throw the ball around a little bit. 
Um, when you look at, at what they're able to do on the other side of the football as far as defense goes, um, what are some things that you guys, uh, you know, going to this game really need to do in order to make sure that you guys can win this game? We, we've got to execute. I mean, one of the things this year, we've been a really balanced football team with the run and the pass. And I think we have to have balance and we're going to have to be able to execute. And we're going to have to be throwing and catching at a really high level with what we do. Like I said, this was a very tight football game the last time we played it. Uh, they do not. They're really fundamentally sound. Uh, what they do is, I'm going to say it not in a negative way, but uh, it's not sexy, but it is full of substance. I mean, they do what they do. Uh, they're very, I don't want to call them simple. You know where they're going to be. But just even though the lines all draw up in your favor, when the smoke clears, it's second and eight. You know, it's it's third and seven, third and nine. Uh, they do a really good job. They have great football players. You talked about Boogie and the job that he does, and uh, they've got great football players. They're they're physical. Their linebackers are active as they can be. Probably the two of the most active linebackers uh, that we're going to see. But um, I said it's it's got all the makings to be a great game, regardless of what the odds say. Uh, because of the records, I think it's got all the makings to be a great game. And the first one, uh, if this game is anything like the first one, we're going to be in for a real treat for the championship game we've been doing our part coach we've given out 40 tickets over the last week awesome. to the championship game as a show we actually went down to one of the games in Canton a few weeks ago and that a venue's phenomenal and the atmosphere and the crowd experience the fan experience was top-notch what are you expecting the crowd the atmosphere the ambiance to be like on Saturday night for the USFL championship game? Well, we're trying to kind of reverse this with Pittsburgh being kind of the home team here. Um, we're trying to reverse this a little bit. Last week, we had the opportunity to play in Birmingham, and the crowd was awesome. I mean, they were a difference maker. They were loud. They were into it. It's championship football. This is for all the marbles. I, I look at it when I say just opposite. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to have the home crowd. I know we're going to have some people that are going to travel, and we have a following that will be here. Uh, but I would certainly think that the numbers are going to be in Pittsburgh's favor. And so uh, we know that we're going to have a crowd behind us, I mean a crowd against us a little bit. Um, and so it, it, we just got to go play the game. I, I think it ought to be a great venue. Uh, the, obviously, the facility is unbelievable. And to anybody that hadn't been to the Hall of Fame, to turn it into a two-for-one where you could go to the hall, spend a little bit of time there during the day, and then come to the game that night, uh, I think it's got a great making. I know they got a concert in line for it. Uh, nice. The weather, as long as a little bit of this rain holds out, I think it's going to be a great weather. I mean, we've been down at home there in a 105-degree heat index, and we come up here and it's like going to be 83, you know. I mean, it's perfect. It's going to be a high of, <laughs> a high of 80. I mean, it has been absolutely perfect weather. So uh, I think for anybody that loves football, uh, this has got a chance to be a historic game uh, with everything riding on it. Eight teams started the season. There's two left uh, fighting for this final championship game. And so uh, I think it's got the makings to be a great, a great contest, a great game, a great environment, a great atmosphere, a great facility right here at the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Coach, when you uh, when you look at where the league is now, two seasons in, um, give us your status report on how the league is doing, how Birmingham is doing, because I have seen some of those crowds in Birmingham. It's been very impressive, and I know they yep. usually say if you can make it through that first couple of years, you've got a nice runway to success. What's your assessment of the league's grade card at year two? 
I think I think they're doing a great job. I think when you start all this and say, will they make it? You have to say, is there a need for it? If there's not a need for it and it's just a gimmick, it's going to be a one and done, two and done type deal. But right now, when you look at the number of players, there's 400 players on these rosters in this league that are all vying to get in the NFL. And you look at many of them have already been in the NFL and then are back in this league gaining a little bit of experience. And as I said last year, we had 12 guys uh, get there. I think there's a need for it. I think it's very obvious through two years of the USFL that people are going to support it. When you look at the ratings and what's going on right now, it's been off the charts, but I think it all starts because of Fox's commitment. Fox got it. Fox got into this, not to say let's be a one and done. They said, let's make a product here. And I think they've had a phenomenal plan and putting it together, making one place, the hub for year one, branching out to four next year. Maybe there's going to be six. Uh, they've already sold, started selling season tickets. Uh, for year three. Uh, I think they're kind of past the point right now of asking the question, uh, is there going to be a year three? And now it's just rolling over and we're going. Um, I think that I think right now Fox and everybody involved in this couldn't be more excited about the reception, uh, the way the fan bases have supported. And I think they're excited to get everybody in their own own hubs. And uh, I'm excited that I have the opportunity to be part of it because I think it's going to be one of these things 20 years ago. We're going to say, Callie, what did what did people do if they didn't make it to the NFL before we had the USFL? Yeah, you know, what, what did true. people do? How did how did quarterbacks go gain experience? How did left tackles go gain experience? Um, because really, when you came out of the out of college, you've got 120 Division One football teams, and you've got all those guys that are graduating and coming out. And there's only 32 NFL teams, and the NFL doesn't have graduation. You know, I mean, you, you've <laughs> right. got to you, you got to take a spot. They don't lose guys every year to graduation. So uh, there's a lot of guys that are out there coming out of college each and every year. And I alluded earlier to the number of new faces on our roster. It just goes to show you the talent that is still out there that's looking to have the opportunity to continue to play this game, whether they want an opportunity in the NFL or whether they just want uh, an opportunity to play the game because they love it. But that's one of the things that I've loved about this league is just the passion and the energy of the players that are in it. You know, uh, when you talk about going to your own hub, uh, are they moving towards next year? You guys playing out of your own stadiums, out of your own facilities, practicing there? I know you guys practice here currently, um, but are they moving to a, a model where now you get your own your own community involved into the USFL as well? Yeah, I really think they are, Garrett. Um, when you look at some of the growth that they're looking every year, I think it's a, kind of a feasibility model. What makes sense in all our hubs with what we're doing? And, you know, they're even talking about trying to start to build permanent structures for each each team in their own hub, own hub. Uh, we've been operating most of us have been operating out of a hotel or makeshift facilities to make it work now we practiced at legion field we played at protective stadium uh and i think everybody's trying to get home bases but that's one of the things that you just alluded to that they're looking to make permanent structures in each and every one of these uh, cities where the hub where the hub teams are that have uh, meeting rooms that have a practice facility that have a weight room a training room uh, places that players could go to the office every single day rather than going to the hotel and something that's just been made possible but having kind of year-round permanent structure be awesome I think that's all part of the next step and that's why I said Fox is doing such a great job because they're just looking at uh, adding little pieces as it continues to grow to make it better and better each year as we went from everybody in one hub to four hubs this year I think it'll go to six and then probably everybody in their own hub with permanent facilities so it's been exciting to be a part of it very good coach listen 
best of luck to you. I know it's going to be a great game. I love off when number one offense and number one defense get together. It's always, you know, which is going to be which is going to come out on top. And I think that's one of these classic examples of that. Good luck. Uh, in your effort to make it two in a row. And thanks again for coming on. And you do have an open invitation. It doesn't have to be. Well, I will. I will. I just don't want to hear somebody. We're going to be loyal to somebody else because they were here every week. I mean, I just don't want to hear that. I just want a good game and everyone to have fun, coach. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, I'm hoping the number one offense wins because they're on our side. So I hope, I, hope they, I hope they take the deal. But I will tell you, and I had this, my father will be here at the game. So Jay, oh, he's coming wonderful. up. Yep, wonderful. So he's going to have an opportunity to come up and be here for the game which I'm wow. really excited about. But like he told me one time, he said, Skip, that's the difference between you and me. Um, he said, I don't think you ever have to throw a pass to, to win a game. And I said, I thought about it for a minute, and I said, you're right, Dad. That's the difference between you and me. <laughs> because I, I think you got to throw the ball to win a game. And he still comes from that Woody Hayes school yep. of thought three yards days in Ohio State with three yards in a cloud of dust. But, guys, it's always a pleasure. One of my – my favorite things I did last year, staying up in Cleveland while we were here for the week, was spending the time with you. Always a pleasure. Enjoy it. Good luck to y'all. Uh, Skip, good luck, Coach. Mutual. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Great interview. Great coach. He's had success wherever he's coached, just yeah. like his dad. Um, and he's just he's a knowledgeable football guy. One of the things that I take from that interview, which is fascinating to me, you would think that, well, they won it last year. They'd be the overwhelming favorite to win it again this year. He said 60% of his faces are new. Yeah. I think that's a so, good thing, too, because that means guys are getting opportunities at the next level, and then I don't think they retain rights to – I'm not I'm not positive, but I think if they go try out for the NFL, they have to get back into the I'm not pool. sure how that, know, how that works, but it's impressive that he's basically back to where he was last year. I think they're 9-2. and two. I think they're 9-1. 9-1. They're, 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 they're back game. to where they were last year, and there's more new faces than returning faces. Uh, that's a testament to – Skip and to his coaching staff. They've done a great job. And I tell you, I've watched a number of games. I know you guys got to go to one in person. Um, I'm playing baseball every Saturday. I don't get to see a lot of games, but I have caught a number of games. And there have been moments where I'm looking at it saying, yeah, this is really high quality football. I think the American public is going to be okay with this, filling those football NFL list months with a product that no, is, is yeah. watchable. No, no, definitely. I think it's, it's, you know, it's just about tapping. It's about tapping into the right energy um, and getting people energized and, and having a good product. First and foremost, that's what everything everybody wants to see. Right. What type of product do you have? What type of individuals do you have? And like you said, he mentioned his quarterback. Quarterback play is going to be huge for them and the XFL because you, that's what we come to see. And yeah. if you yeah. if you watch a game with horrible quarterback play, it's, it's like watching paint dry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like watching a bad pitcher in a baseball game. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, great. Um, we have five minutes left. Do you want to do a top five? Do you want to do final takes? What do you want to do? I don't know. Do you guys want to – do you guys have any final takes? I do have a top five Let's ready do a top five. Us. Yeah, do you're pretty good. Top, top, top five, yeah. It's All ready. right, so real quick, this is the top five things I would rather talk about other than the Browns in the middle of summer. <laughs> because, as most of you know, it's hard to come up with Browns topics every single day in the middle of June. Tell me about it. And it's it. probably my least favorite part of this job so far. I, so, I concur. So we'll start with number five, the weather. So, you know, what's going on, guys? You want to talk about the weather? Uh, kind of hazy. I'm, I'm, I'd rather talk about the weather right now than just like non-entity, non-story Browns topics that we're Man. just trying to, you know, 
pull out of thin air. I don't even go listen when you got when you got breathing problems. You got asthma. You just be going right to the house. You don't even be talking. You don't even see nobody with breathing problems. You just be like, yeah, I'm in the house. Yeah, you can pretty I much haven't can't even had my there. windows down this summer in my car. It's been so sad. Yeah. Uh, number four. Yeah, the weather's depressing. I don't like summer that music festivals. There's a bunch of them going on. I'd rather be there, talk about them, going to see them. I'll see you at training. You're a camp. big music guy. You like to see live music. I have been. So my first concert was when I was 11. My parents took me to see Meatloaf on my 11th birthday. Jeez, what Since a first concert. then, I have seen easily over 100 shows. Yeah, you're yeah, a and big, he's, he's always big going to shows. Music. Always I'm going a big to shows. concert junkie. Yeah, I, I've gone to a, a lot of them, but yeah, I'd much I, rather go to a game. Than like, like I, I'd be trying, like, it was like, G. Bush, would you, like, would you, your favorite artist in the world, would you go up there and would you watch them live? And I'd be like, listen, first of all, it's just like football, dude. It's better at it, home. It's better at the crib. Yeah. The surround sound sound a lot better. Yeah. Jay-Z, you sound a lot better. Don't have to wait to go to the bathroom. So we, got, nope. we got three minutes. We'll do these last ones real fast. All they right. required a little bit more explaining. But right now, there's a court case going on versus Xbox and PlayStation. And if you grew up during the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 days, the console What's wars the court are back, date? and it is hysterical. What is watch. it about? Yeah, what, what are they going the on The Xbox with? CEO is airing out all the dirty laundry between the two companies. He's providing emails about their business practices to the courts, and all of it's on Twitter. But who's oh, wow. it's getting catty. Who's so suing who, though? Uh, so no one's suing anybody. Xbox is trying to buy Activision, who was one of the Call of Duty publishers up until now. Sony is not having it, and so they are just having a cat fight in courts right now with the FTC trying to approve that sale or not. Wow, fascinating. It is hysterical. Things that are going watch. on in the world that I did not know existed. Had no idea that, that was even that. a thing. All right, so number two, you guys see Columbus is getting the MLS All-Star game, and this is probably your best chance to see Messi in, in Ohio when yeah. it comes in 2024. I did see that. I'm um, so excited. That's pretty big news. Columbus is one of the, you know, not, I'm not going to say the best city, but they've, they've had a nice following from, I was at the franchise's very first game. They talked in the mid-90s. They said the iconic Columbus Crew Stadium. I'm like, they, they have I didn't know it was iconic. straight this season. Wow. Good for that. Good Are for they that. winning? Uh, I don't know the record off the top of my hand. I know they've won three straight. Okay. Good for the, good for the Haslam's. Yeah, Jimmy money Haslam. in the bank. Yeah, it's good money you, in the Jimmy. Haslam's pocket. And then number one, I don't know if you guys have heard about this on Twitter, Barbie and Oppenheimer are coming out the same weekend, and there's a big rivalry going on. Oh, my <laughs> it God. It is so funny. And um, my friends and I are planning, we're going to go see Oppenheimer in the morning that weekend, and then we're going to go get lunch and see Barbie in the afternoon. You're going to see Barbie? I'm going to see it. I got to do it. And yeah. I will report back with how good and or bad it is. Well, it's a good thing wow. Anthony's not the lead producer of this show, or you guys would really not watch this summer. So, absolutely. Hey, shout not. out to Oppenheimer. I'll see Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer sounds good, though. Yeah, I think it is going to be great. Uh, Barbie, I won't look at. Yeah, I, I did, won't get Barbie. Well, a fun either, fact about Barbie, and I only know this because we had it on our Channel 3 show, um, that the, the set is all obnoxiously pink. Like yeah. a, 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 a Giant fluorescent pink. Yeah. And the company bought, the, co- the produ- production company bought. All of the fluorescent pink that was made, and now there's a shortage of that paint because they bought it all up. Why anybody would want to paint anything fluorescent pink? Crazy. I don't know, but they painted everything fluorescent pink on the sets of, the, of that movie. All right, we're out of time. Have a great weekend. Yep. It's, a, it's a super Friday. It's a super holiday weekend. We are here days, Monday. We are you'll here, be Monday. here Monday. We are here Monday. You'll be here Monday. Yes. Viewer questions. Uh, we'll Viewer questions. Celebrating my birthday. Yeah, uh, yeah your birthday's the, the fourth. Is on Tuesday.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.